0: coming back to ourselves the word chuva often translated as repentance really means returning but supposing we take on some new aspect of spiritual work that we didn't do before or we make a deeper connection with our inner self or soul this new step is also termed chuva so the term chuva clearly does not just imply returning to a prior state after we have slipped away, but it may also apply to attaining a new connection with God. In fact, the first stage of the tzaddik, when a person reaches enlightenment, is referred to in the Talmud as tshuva from Yir'ah, that means tshuva from the fear of being separated from God. The final stage is called tshuva me'ahava. Chuva from the love of God so we need to ask the question why is attaining a new higher spiritual state which we have not accessed before also called chuva? Chuva meaning returning the answer lies in our origin the origin of both the soul and the body is at the very highest level we can conceive and is called the Ein self the infinite the soul then cascades down through the four worlds of holiness atzilut Briya, yetzirah and assiah until she arrives in this world where she is in association with the body these higher spiritual worlds are not places but they can be considered as levels of consciousness albeit complex ones each spiritual world is particularly associated with the sphurah a particular vessel for God's light. Atzilut is associated with the Sefirah of Chochmah, Briah is associated with the Sefirah of Bina, Yetzirah is associated with the Sefirah of Tiferet, and the world of Asiyah is associated with the Sefirah of Malchut. The soul, as she descends from the Ain Self, from world to world, comes into affinity of form with the consciousness of each world as she comes into each world which is associated with the difference for you are she's given a different name however as she comes into that new world it does not mean she's no longer present in the previous world she occupied but on the contrary as she comes into each succeeding world she acquires an additional state to that she already attained as a result the soul is simultaneously in the Ein Sof, and in Atsilut, and in Bria, and in Yitzira, and in Asiya, and in this world. This may be hard for us to understand, because in this world, a new state implies a change of state. But not in the spiritual worlds. In the spiritual worlds, every new state is actually an additional state. If you like... You can think of it as analogous to opening several windows on the computer at once. Not only does the soul acquire additional states as she passes through each spiritual world on her way down from the Ainserv to this world, but the greater part of the soul stays in the higher worlds, and just the lesser part of the soul comes into this world. When we are born into this world, the soul is really at its most basic level and is termed by the name Nefesh. It keeps the body alive. When we are born, it is enclosed within the will to receive, as expressed by the sensual will to receive of the heart, and is considered as a point source, because it is only in potential. Around the time of Bar Mitzvah, it begins to speak to us and to awaken. This world in general is not classified as a spiritual world, this is because this world does not in fact belong to the framework of holiness the framework of holiness being defined as that which is in affinity of form with the creator which is to say having the consciousness of giving benefit unconditionally this world is actually part of the framework of uncleanness because the default consciousness of the world is receiving for oneself alone our body like the soul, also originates in the Ain't-Self, but passes through the framework of uncleanness when it arrives in this world. That is to say, it has the consciousness of receiving only for its own self-interest. The word guf, normally translated as body, is probably better translated as ego, and during the period of the maturation of the ego from birth till age 13, the person is under the domination of the framework of uncleanness. It is at the age of 13 for a boy, 12 for a girl, that the soul, which belongs to the framework of holiness, begins to wake up. And the person is therefore obligated to practice Torah and mitzvot, which help him connect with his soul. They help him connect with the soul because the essence of the Torah and the essence of the soul are one. The mitzvot help the person to practically use alternatives to the ego in his life. But this work is very difficult because of the domination of the ego which is termed the old and foolish king. The ego, having been dominant for so long of the person's life, is what the person knows best and what he tends to relate to primarily. As the psalmist said, my heart whispered a good thing, my deeds are for the king. The soul, as it begins to grow, appears to us as a whisper, in contrast to the strident tones of the ego. Everyone hears the whisper of the soul in a different way. Some hear it as the voice of intuition, others hear it as stirrings of creativity, others hear it as the voice of social conscience. We need to pay attention to the voice of the soul and act on its whispers, and then its voice will grow stronger within us. Rabbi Boch Ashlag compares the work of Torah and Mitzvot to a recipe which we can use to combat the voice of the ego and enhance the work of the soul. As tis said in the Talmud I created the evil inclination, I created the Torah as a healing spice. But these are means to the end and the end is to enable us to hear our soul. If a person does not take the necessary steps encourage the voice of his soul and to counteract the ego then the ego will just continue to expand taking over the personality of the person. The Creator gave the human being two ways to come back to affinity of form with him. One is the way of consciousness, the practice of Torah and Mitzvot for the sake of giving benefit and one is the way of suffering. Either way it is certain we will get there but infinitely preferable is the way of consciousness. The rabbis who lived in the time of the Talmud discussed this in their usual metaphorical way. Rav said, All hope is lost, and the matter only depends on tshuva and good deeds. When Israel will turn in tshuva, come into affinity of form through free choice, they will be redeemed. Shmuel said, it is enough for the mourner that he mourns. That is to say, even without tshuva, they will be redeemed. Rabbi Eliezer said, If Israel would do tshuva, they will be redeemed. But if not, they will not be redeemed. Rabbi Joshua said to him, How can it be possible that if they do not repent of their own accord, they will not be redeemed? But the Holy Blessed One will put a king over them, whose decrees are worse than Haman's, and will thus compel them to do tshuva and come to the good way. Tshuva, then, means returning to our original self, returning to the consciousness we have as souls before we come into this world, and enhancing the ability of the soul to access the states she already has in the higher worlds, but this time, whilst in the full consciousness of the soul in the body, As a conscious choice that we make. As the rabbis have stated the alternative is the path of suffering. The path of tshuva is infinitely preferable and I hope that now we can see that tshuva is actually a gift. A gift from the Creator to mankind to give him the choice of connection and ascending into the consciousness of the higher spiritual worlds whilst physically present in this world.